Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough. My co-host, the one and only Man One, the esteemed Man One, is on assignment. Boys, today a cool show. As you guys have been hearing me talk about March is International Women's Month, and March is like five seconds away. And we're going to celebrate in a big way. I've been telling you about the fact that we've got Aaron Yoshi, the one and only here to take over the podcast in March to help us celebrate and honor the power of women. We've asked Aaron to take over the show during the whole month, and sit down with amazing, powerful women, tell their stories and inspire us the whole month. And she's got six incredible episodes with 11 amazing women that she's going to be talking to and you're going to be hearing about all through the month of March. We gave her complete creative control and it's going to be awesome. I actually have it on good authority that Aaron dug it so much that she's also considering a second career in podcasting, which you'll hear about a little bit more later. But in March, Aaron's going to honor some amazing women in the arts and share their incredible stories. So heads up and stay tuned because it's coming at you with the with the fearless and the badass Aaron Yoshi to host in the month of March. So what I thought today what we would do is we would talk to Aaron and find out about these episodes coming up in March, the women she talked to, what inspired her, what did she hear, what are some of the, can she tease us and tantalize us, can she build some buzz with us today about what we're going to hear in, in March. And so today's guest is Erin Yoshi. She's going to be here in just a moment. And she and I are going to talk about the work she's done with us over the last several weeks to talk to these amazing women and what's coming up in March. So stay tuned because in just a moment, you are going to hear from the one and only herself, Erin Yoshi. But before I get into it, I want to thank you again for tuning in. This is, oh, I don't know, the 113th episode, I think, of the podcast. Time flies when you're having fun. We really appreciate you tuning in and subscribing. We do this for you. Without you, it wouldn't matter. Uh, of course, please be sure to like this episode and subscribe if you haven't already. You know, these clicks and likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any new shows. And it also helps make the algorithm gods happy, and that helps us. So we appreciate that. But like I was saying, 
We've got super cool show. We're going to hear from Aaron, want to talk about what's happening in March. And so, you know, without further ado, let's get into this. Let's just jump right in and hear from the one and only Aaron Yoshi. Aaron Yoshi, it's interesting. Usually when I introduce a guest, you know, I'll say, you know, Aaron Yoshi, welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast. But you are not a guest anymore. Like you're family now. Like you're like hosting shows. You've been on the, the podcast yourself a couple of times. Like I'm just so grateful to, to see you and be here with you again to talk about all the amazing stuff you've been up to. But first of all, thanks for being here. How the hell are you? Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I am so honored to be here. I have been having a blast playing you. You know, I'm like your sit-in and it's been really, really fun to be able to play podcast and be a part of the Not Real Art family. So I'm great. I am super busy, but I've actually turned in a bunch of deadlines. So I feel a little bit lighter and clearer this week. <laughs> yes, the deadlines will will weigh you down for sure. But then they, you know, when when you get beyond them, you feel lighter and you're floating, and it's a beautiful thing. I am so relieved to see you here and see your smiling face and hear the positive energy coming out of your vocal cords there, because after hosting, you know, several podcasts for the Not Real Art Show, I mean you might have just been done. Like you may have just decided, you know what? Like, this is the worst thing ever. Like I, you know, like I'm never talking to Scott again. I'm never talking to sourdough again. I'm I'm not, I'm never going to do another podcast, but I get the impression that you actually enjoyed hosting your podcast. I actually really loved it. And you know, the thing is, is that now that I've done it, it's like my brain is totally like, oh, what could I have done better? Who should I have asked to also be on it? Like, there's just so many people and I didn't have enough, you know, I never feel like there's enough time to do everything you want to do. So I think if anything, it just made me feel very motivated for like new possibilities. I just really, I did. I loved it. I had fun on each one. Each one was totally different than I thought it was going to be. You know, I guess you have in your mind what you think interviewing different people are because you've kind of known them in different spaces if you have before. Um, and so, yeah, I, I loved how each one kind of took me in whole new areas with each guest. So it was a blast. I, I like playing podcasts. Okay, well, so for the already multi-dimensional artist Aaron Yoshi, are we prepared to say that artist Aaron Yoshi is adding another medium to her palette of expression? I mean, I'm definitely open to it. I really loved it. I could see this opening up new avenues because... You know, it's like as an artist, you meet so many cool people, amazing, talented, creative weirdos along the way. And I just feel like it's always such a blessing when you get to pick their brains or learn from them or share space and time. So I kind of felt like it was a little bit of, you know, like a, like a coffee sit down or a wine sit down if I got to interview them later at night even, you know. It was a really nice way to kind of reconnect with people in this COVID time period where you don't get to see anybody. You know, so so I really enjoyed it. I definitely think I could be adding this in as something new. 
I've only listened to a few. I'll be hearing more over the next couple of weeks as we sort of get into the pipeline of distribution and what have you. But just in our few interactions right together on this podcast and knowing you the way I know you and having the deep respect I have for you as a human being and as an artist, what have you, I would be honored if you would consider being a co-host with me from time to time when your schedule allows, because of course I know you're busier in hell and you know, like me, you're a parent, you got kids, like there's so many other more competing important priorities competing for our time. But I would love if you would seriously consider, you know, like man one, you know, man one's, you know, well, he's my partner in crime. I don't, I don't expect you to necessarily be my partner in crime. If you would consider from time to time when your schedule allows playing co-host with me, on this show, I would be honored and I think it'd be so much fun. Oh, I would love it. I think it would be super fun. You know, like I would be down to help you move, but man, one would be down to help you move a body. Like, you know, just the levels of of closeness. So I think that that's, um, yeah, but I would love it. I think it would be super fun, especially because you've got great energy and you're funny. And I would love to just like kind of jump into it and chime in here and there. And also just to to bring about other people that maybe like if I met somebody was super cool or just really interesting, be able to propose them as potential guests, I would be super down. Absolutely. And, you know, because you and I got into this in part because, you know, you were a guest on the show and I just, you know, I'm getting, I've gotten to know you over the last many months and a couple of years, whatever. And I'm just such a huge fan. And after our podcast that day, I thought, my God, you know, Aaron needs her own show. Like she needs her own podcast. But yet you are also in one of those situations, like so many artists, so many entrepreneurs, so many parents, you, you have limited time, right? You have limited time. And so the idea of starting yet another project, right? Another podcast you see, might seem daunting or might seem like, you know, impractical or whatever. So that's why this idea of you guest hosting and, and of course it was International Women's Month and you had that great idea to, to focus on women, the power of women in March. And I thought, my God, that's like the perfect win-win. And, you know, as I've thought about it over the last few weeks, why don't we just make Aaron like an official co-host of the show? And by the way, like, I don't even have to like be here, like, cause I've been thinking about, I mean, of course I love our energy and just like, I love what man and I are on and, and that's good. And we need to do this for sure. But I also want you to know that if you meet that hip, cool person, that interesting, smart person, somebody that needs to, you know, we want to tell their story, want to share their story. You always have a microphone here. You know how to operate the system now. You know how we do. You know what's up. And this idea that we could start dropping more not Rillard episodes, you know, with Aaron Yoshi, it's it's kind of a win-win because there's really no pressure on you. You can do it when you want to do it, how you want to do it. But, you know, heck, you could, you know, record a couple episodes or a few episodes, you know, a month, a year, whatever. We'll drop them when you have them. And it'd be a good, fun way to keep the energy flowing. I see this strategy. You get me on like recorded saying yes and have a commitment so that I have to be in. <laughs> That's right. I, yeah, I, I see this. I, I, I catch it. Um, I, no, I, yeah. I knew, I, knew, I knew I couldn't be clever enough for you. <laughs> I'm totally down. I think it's a great idea. I do like that it is like low pressure in that way. But, you know, honestly, after I finished I only, you know, I got to do six. I originally wanted to do between four and eight. I hit six, 
but I really wanted to do more. I mean, there's so many amazing, brilliant women. And then I started thinking about all these men that I wanted to interview too, that are just amazing as well. So I love the idea of just being able to, to whip a few out. Yeah, I'm down. You got me, you got me on board. You heard it here, people. Aaron Yoshi's on record, <laughs> throwing her hat in the not real ring uh, to keep playing podcasts with us and drive the drive the train from time to time. Uh, we'd be honored, and I think you know it. It just is a fun, good, easy way, right? To to keep you know keep in the mix and 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 you know and helping these artists tell their stories and helping our audience grow and learn and get inspired by these amazing human beings that we have the privilege and honor of, of, of meeting and knowing and getting to know. And so the idea that we've got, we've got this roster of voices, roster of hosts, roster of, dare I say, DJs, PJs, pod, podcast jocks. I don't know. Anyway, you know, and you're one of them. That would be so exciting. And I'm, I'm so grateful to hear that. And we'll let you recover from the last two months because you have been killing it. You've got, you know, it's so funny. I got your email the other day. You're such an overachiever. I love it. Cause you're like, Oh, I wanted to do eight, but I only do six. And I was like, Aaron, I thought to myself, Aaron, like I was going to be happy with four, like, like, like <laughs> you really talked about like one a week, like, you know how we do. And so six is amazing. Like I'm so stoked. And I think, you know, I was thinking about that, like the way we could do it. And I wanted to talk to you about this. I wanted to do this episode because I wanted our audience to hear and kind of get us, you know, get a behind the scenes, you know, of how we do what we do and 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 what you're up to and what you've done and what's coming. But in the spirit of that, you know, this is also an idea that I had that I want to run by you because, you know, you and I talked a little bit about how we might drop the episodes. Like if you had more than four, right? Because typically it's one a week. And so, you know, and I think there was this kind of self-imposed constraint of like, okay, well, March is International Women's Month, so we need to drop those all in March. Well, not necessarily, right? So we could certainly drop them all in March. That's absolutely option one. Or we can, you know, extend it into April. These are your babies. I mean, you, you, you put the blood, sweat, and tears in recording these amazing women, which we'll get into. We're going to talk about the guests that you had and what you learned and so on and so forth. But how do you feel? By the way, if you wrote this to me in an email that I didn't read, I apologize. <laughs> but, but but what 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 do you think? Should we drop these amazing six episodes over six weeks, one a week, or should we try to squeeze them in March as it is International Women's Month? I'm cool either way. I'm just asking. Okay, because of the way we recorded them, we did reference that it's International Women's Month. So I think that if we did the six in the month, I'd be down for it just because I think it'll make sense. I would feel like I would need to go back and like change things a little bit if not. So yeah, I, I think that would be awesome, even though I know it does like double up a little bit. So maybe if two weeks, we'll do two in a week. But yeah, I think that also it just is really exciting for women to hear women's voices over that time because it is a time in the year that we like actually pause and celebrate women. You know, even though I feel like I'm around all these matriarchs and strong female leadership is something that I see all the time. International Women's Month is like the time that the whole world stops and kind of celebrates it. So I think that people are looking for more female voices at that time, too. I think that would be pretty cool to have it in March. But now that this opportunity is open to me, I will be bringing more female voices as well throughout the year. Oh, hell yes. Hell yes. So, okay, good. Well, I'm down with that. Totally. So we've got six episodes dropping the month of March, International Women's Month. 
uh, which by the way, I'm on the record. I don't know if you heard last week's or this week's podcast, but I'm on the record say, as far as I'm concerned, every, every month is women's month. Like, you know what I mean? Like let, let's get to a point where <laughs> we don't <laughs> recognizing that it's a woman's world and we just live in it. So international women's month with six episodes, we've got some amazing guests to talk about here. You and I will discuss the ins and outs of the calendar in terms of, you know, we can, we don't have to bore our listeners, I guess, with that. We know we're going to drop new episodes every Tuesday, Tuesday morning. That's when we drop. Listeners know that. If you don't know that, subscribe. It'll go right into your phone. You'll wake up new episode Tuesday morning, right in, right in your phone there. We'll figure out how to drop those other two episodes. Uh, maybe we do it on Thursdays or something, but six powerful, amazing women that you had the opportunity honor to, to sit down and talk to the fact that they were so generous in their time. And, you know, cause these are busy women doing a lot of important things. They took time out of their schedule to sit down and talk to you and talk to us and, and help share their story. So big ups, big shout out, major gratitude towards these women who, who shared their stories with you and with us for our audience. I should clarify. So there's actually 11 women, but there's six episodes because I doubled some of them up. Yes. I doubled some of them up. And actually one is a trio. Okay. You know, I was trying to squeeze in. There's so much brilliance. Where do you squeeze it all in? You know? And by the way, you did it very creatively, (laughs) no doubt. Of course, you had some panel discussions with a few women at once. So I'm so glad you corrected the record here. It's six episodes, but 11 women. Amazing. Okay. So- when you think back, and I'm going to be a little coy here about who these women are. We can maybe chat, you know, we'll, we'll reveal these women over time here. You know, when you think of collectively about these women and what you heard and what you talked about, I mean, Aaron, I mean, you you yourself are a strong, brilliant woman. It's hard to believe that that you still have things to learn. What did you learn from these women? When you look back and you think, boy, that, you know, that was wisdom. That was a surprise. That was something that I really inspired me or, or, or educated me in some way. I mean, what did you learn from these women? There is so much because each different episode kind of features a different topic. So I feel like I learned something in the various topic areas. So like, for instance, there was one of the episodes that's with Fabiana Rodriguez and with Ann Martin. And we talked about like printmaking and I don't do printmaking. I actually do my printmaking through Ann, through Sugar Press, but it was really enlightening to kind of hear their process for how they do duplications, printmaking, just like a lot of the behind the scenes of that sort of industry. And then also just how they, they're kind of serial entrepreneurs, especially Fabiana. She's such a entrepreneur. She's had a bunch of businesses and I've seen her over time. And I think that as somebody like myself who thinks of themselves as an entrepreneur and kind of a serial entrepreneur, you know, I'm always like trying to to get something going. It's just always inspiring to see how many times people go for it, you know, because you think that like when you see somebody's business that's succeeding, you like don't even recognize that they've had like five other businesses beforehand that like some of them did well, some didn't do as well, or some, you know, maybe they were all awesome and they're still going, but you don't really see the journey to being an entrepreneur. And I think that that was very enlightening for me and inspiring just to kind of think about that trajectory as one example. But, you know, also in meeting with Channing, you know, Channing Dungy. Who's Channing Dungy? Well, Channing, you know, she is a unicorn in herself. And Scott can say so much more about this than I can. But she is now the new chairman of Warner Brothers Entertainment, which is 
that's the leading role in Hollywood as a behind the scenes administrator, but really a leader in Hollywood. So she's just a complete unicorn. When you hear her trajectory from the fact that she didn't have a break in Hollywood, she didn't know anybody and she worked her way up from like starting as an assistant to just all these different jobs along the way of what she learned. And I really felt like the grace that she had, like she always honored people who were her mentors, who taught her, who opened doors for her. And then also talks about how she mentors other people now. And I just felt like that was such a beautiful story of the hard work that you put into it, that you can work your way up, that you take a job and you think that it's not going to go anywhere and you don't realize how it's going to step up a whole new world to you. And I really feel like that kind of revealed in speaking with her, just the power of her journey. That's so cool. I'm, I, I actually uh, can't wait to hear the whole episode. I've only heard a, a part of it myself, but I also have a little bit of a confession to make because on this podcast, I've actually been very coy about my wife and what she does and what have you. Obviously, I'm more than proud. I mean, my God, you know, yeah, it's, obviously. A turn on. it's a turn on, you know, strong, successful women for me have always spun my prop. <laughs> but for all kinds of reasons, I've, you know, not talked much about my wife on the show. And so the funny story here, though, is that I always wanted to have her on the show and I wanted to have her on as a guest on the show. And I didn't want to interview her as my wife. I wanted to interview her as a Hollywood executive. I mean, I didn't actually, I kind of feel like, well, it's not even really the audience business who my wife is and what she does, but I thought it'd be great to have her on as a guest and, and the discipline as an interviewer to just keep it straight, right? Just to keep it professional and like interview her about her job. Well, God damn it. I could not get her to sit down with me. I mean, she, <laughs> she kept, you know, she's such a master, right? Like, Oh sure. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And then, what's the phrase? Slow walking. I mean, she sort of slow walks the, the process <laughs> and then it never gets done. Right. And, and so literally I have been, you know, trying to get her on the show now for at least a year. And so when you stepped up to host the podcast in March for International Women's Month, and it dawned on me that maybe just maybe Channing would be a really cool guest for you. I floated it by her and in a nanosecond, she said, absolutely. She's yes. like, you're in Yoshi. Absolutely. I'll sit down with her for International Women's Month. I'm like, oh, so it's because I'm a guy. Right. I get it. <laughs> you know? I you know, I don't know. I think it's always challenging when it's your partner. You know, yeah. like my partner and I, we do collaborate on some projects, but at the same time, it's always challenging when it's your partner. So I think having that little space is definitely helpful. But I mean, it was insane interviewing her because she's brilliant and she thinks a mile a minute. And I love women that do that. But, you know, it's like for all my guests, I had a series of questions. I was super ready. I had extra questions. I mean, Channing knocked them all out. Like I, I was like down to the end improvising questions, just like and and it made me a little I, I was sweating. I was totally sweating. And, you know, it, and that's what was really exciting about interviewing her because it it was very genuine. It really flowed, but you just see her brilliance. And I, and I was just totally floored. Well, I'm so stoked that you guys were able to do that interview and that she came on and to share her story with you. What better person than you to talk to her and what better a month to do it in than International Women's Month. So you've got my better half, Channing Dungy, chairman of Warner Brothers Television coming up in March as well. Who else do you have? 
So we have Dr. Judy Baca of the Social Public Art Resource Center. She's also a professor at UCLA. We have a women's muralist panel with Gloria Murel. She goes by Glow, Amanda Lynn, and Mariela Arras, and she's from Argentina. We have a social justice arts panel with Nancy Pili Hernandez and Cece Carpio of the Trust Your Struggle Collective, which is actually my collective. So that was also interesting interviewing them because... You know, I've known these women for like since we were kids. So to ask them questions, I guess it's the same thing. Like I almost would have rather had them be interviewed by you because it's like <laughs> I'm asking them questions and they're like, come on, you were there. You know what I mean? Like, you know the answer to these questions. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, they're like I think I asked them something and they're like, that's such a broad question. I'm like, I know because I've known you for 20 years, but can you play podcasts with me and we could just flow through these, you know? <laughs> well, we'll play here, people. Help me out. Uh, yeah. yeah, come on, work with me, work with me. But yeah, that's what was so fun about it too is because, you know, it's like I've known them for so long and and just being able to pull from all these stories that we've kind of gone through together through our own development was really special. And then I also got to interview Heidi Johnson and Maria Jensen on marketing, but really also around supporting artists. So, you know, Heidi, she has hijinks art and Maria, she's with Somarts. And so, you know, Maria, I've known her for years. She actually used to do marketing with me when I was at Estria Foundation, but also I've known her as a curator. She did the ArtPad SF, which was an art fair. She was the co-founder of it. So I've just seen her in all these very dynamic situations. She's just a mover and shaker. And then, you know, recently I've been working with Heidi at Hijinx Art. She's fantastic. She's brilliant in marketing. And and I was saying with Heidi, it's like I can literally see her brain ticking, you know, like as you're talking to her, she's already coming up with the strategy like in her mind. And it's just such a like amazing process to be able to witness. So it was so great to be able to kind of have time with them and let them share stories. And they actually knew each other, which they didn't realize coming into it. They had met once before, which was super cool because somebody told them, you guys need to meet. You guys are like both brilliant doing similar stuff. You need to meet. So they met. And then this was the second time they reconnected and they didn't realize it until they were, they could see each other on the podcast, which was great. So that was kind of the grouping of, of the different segments. And each one was, it was very strong. It was super dynamic. And I really felt like, you know, I, I want to do more because I just want to tap more, more people's brains. Absolutely. Well, that's the cool thing about having a podcast is that it sort of gives you an excuse to talk to anybody. And I mean, your lineup is incredible. And I mean, as I understand it, Faviana Rodriguez and Ann Martin are going to drop first early in the month. So that first Tuesday, uh, Heidi Johnson and Maria Jensen are going to drop after that. So so they're in the second episode in March. Nancy Pili Hernandez and uh, Cece Carpio from Trust Your Struggle Collective, they drop third. We've got Gloria Morrell, Amanda Lynn, and Mariela Arras. Arras. Excuse my gringo accent here. <laughs> I can't roll my tongue. I'm too white. So that's fourth. That's amazing. We've got Dr. Judy Baca. Oh, my God. This is, this is a talk about a get. A legend. She's a legend. <laughs> Judy's a mentor of mine. I've been so lucky to be able to work with Spark since I was a kid, pretty much. I mean, not, but for a very long time, a couple decades now. And I feel like 
every time I learned some new gems from her, like in just huge ways. Like she's kind of like, oh, I forgot I didn't tell you this most amazing thing that I did. Like, you know, just in ways that you're like, what? How did I not know that? I've interviewed her before multiple times. And each time there's like completely new gems that drop. So I, I just think it's really important also to to meet with Judy because, you know, Judy's starting to retire. She's not totally retired yet, but she's still at Spark. How does a person like Dr. Judy Baca retire? What is retirement? She's going to still make art. She's still going to do, you know, she's still such a mover and shaker. She's still the creative director at Spark. But I mean... I know that she's she's had conversations about transitioning out and you know as she's she wants to go and 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 basically her next chapter is you know new things. So I I think it's really exciting to be able to still to reach her and open her up to maybe new audiences or even just remind people about the vast work that she's done. I mean, she started the LA Mural Arts program in Los Angeles. Like that's insane. She was the first artist to be able to start curating that and bringing that into formation. And a lot of what the mural arts program is today is because of the work that she did with Spark back like in the seventies. And so I want to say with that project, you know, it's like that actually is how Spark came to be. And I didn't realize that. I didn't realize she's like, we were trying to figure out how we funnel this money. So I guess we need to start a nonprofit. You know? How do we clean this money legally? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like there's just, they're just gems that she dropped. It's always a pleasure to be able to interview her. And it was also really nice because I got to see inside of her home a little bit because we got to be a video chat. So that was kind of cool. So I think all the guests were really dynamic. They're all brilliant. And, you know, like each one, like the Muralist Roundtable, I was super excited about this because these are like collaborators of mine, good friends as well. But each one is so different. Like Gloria, she's she's so grounded. She's so down to earth. She's a mom. You know, I she, I've learned so many stories from her just on how to balance my life because she's a mom of two and like Amanda Lynn, you know, she's amazing. She does these beautiful murals, but she also has this amazing curatorial background. She was the the creative director, arts director at Kabu, the music and arts festival. So that's a massive production, you know, and I've learned a ton from her and also just to be able to see how her art has evolved over the years and to see her shining in such a bright light through that festival is really special. Cause I think a lot of times, you know, with her, she's such a dynamic artist that people don't realize that she's also such a dynamic administrator, curator also has that side of her. So it's really nice to kind of be able to pick her brain on both of those. And then with Mariela, Mariela had a women's collective in Argentina and it really came about similar to International Women's Month. It really came about because women were being excluded from the mural arts opportunities. So they put all these statistics together that basically show that most of the public art opportunities and festivals, especially in Latin America, were just curating with male artists. Shocker, right? Like totally. Who would have guessed, right? So they started putting together this video because they, you know, the the common excuse is always that there aren't enough women in the industry. Where can we find these women? And so they're like, well, let me show you how many women there were. And they started putting together this video 
which was like a montage of all the women artists that were in the city or available to paint and had been doing it for years. And it went viral. And it was just amazing to see because I think they ended up collecting like 500 women in their collective. But when you think about that, there's that many women artists, that excuse of, oh, there just aren't enough women in the field. If a curator says that, they are not trying. They're not trying to find artists. They're not doing their job as a curator to go search for diverse female artists out there because they're out there. And I felt like that was really powerful. It started to push the city. There was so much pushback that the city then started to have to bring women into the fold or they started to have to open up opportunities. And a lot of the times I think the secondary excuses, well, the women don't have as much experience as the men. So we can't give them these opportunities, but it's like opportunity breeds experience. If you don't give them opportunity, they're not going to have experience. If they don't have experience, they don't get opportunity. It's a cycle. And so I think it forced the discussion about Well, maybe for the initial rounds, you're going to have to open up these opportunities to some women that might not have the same expertise as the men who you keep giving all the opportunities to. So then it started to change the dynamic. And now she's painted these massive murals. I mean, she does those like apartment building 11 stories. So it was really great to be able to kind of pick her brain about that, too, because I personally, I've always wanted to do a swing stage mural, the really huge ones, and I've never done one. So I got to kind of pick her brain about it. Like, how do you go that high and not like paint super puckered, you know, <laughs> like, like, how is your butt not so clinched that you could actually paint something and have it be a nice fluid line, you know, at that height. So, right. yeah, so it was really great to be able to kind of interview them and pick their brains because they all are very diverse in their own way. And I've learned so much from them individually as artists and as like, you know, comrades and mentors. Right on, man. I mean, that is, that is so exciting. This, this month is going to be incredible. I mean, I'm so stoked for our audience, for myself to reveal these episodes and, and hear uh, these powerful human beings who happen to be women, (laughs) right. And share their stories and bring this wisdom and knowledge. You know, you have done such an incredible job curating these people and in this list. And, and I know, you know, editing's the, the problem, right? Because I mean, you, you, you can build the list. I mean, I think our initial list was like, you know, there was like 20 names or something that you had. I mean, it was easy, like boom, 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 all these people we want to talk to. And then suddenly you have to start making choices about, well, okay, you know, maybe these people aren't available or, or we can only, you know, we can only find six or eight or we only have six or eight slots. And so it, it's a, it's a, it's a process, you know, that can be frustrating sometimes. And, and, uh, but you have just done a, a, an awesome job of nailing it in March for International Women's Month with these powerful women. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. You know, I've wanted to do a podcast for a long time, but it just was seemed so daunting because I don't know much about it. And I just, I, I, I didn't know how to get started, I guess you could say. And so it was just kind of something that was like a pipe dream. It was like, oh, one day maybe I could, you know, like, like one day you can do many things. I guess it was like my yoga instructor sort of pipe dream. Like one day I'm going to be a yoga instructor. One day I could have a podcast. One of those things. I call that the curse of the overachiever, right? Because <laughs> there's always something that we want to be doing. There's always something, you know, it's like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. But turns out we only have 24 hours in a day. But in terms of this, you know, new podcasting career that you've stumbled upon here. I mean, you now know the secret. The mystery of a podcast is definitely the exciting part because the reality is that it's not rocket science. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's, you buy some microphones, you get some technology. The real trick, the real trick is of course, 
the quality of the guest, the person or people that you have on to share their stories. And I'm telling you the quality of women that you have in March it's world-class. I'm so proud of this work. I'm so proud of you for doing this. I'm so grateful to you for doing this and for these amazing women that took their time to sit down with you. I, it was a total pleasure. I mean, anytime I get to spend time with any of these ladies, it's always like a blessing. And I just wish that I would have had more time to do more, but it was, it was a little insane. I was like a couple of them recorded quite late at night, you know, because we all are busy and schedules and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's nice with this format as well, because we're in a COVID like time. So the guests, like they don't realize that we can actually see each other, you know, when we're talking, but it, you know, they obviously don't see that part. So it was actually really fun. It felt like we were hanging out on a zoom night or something. Right. Well, it is funny. I mean, you know, each of these episodes, when you do a uh, recording, it's like a little adventure. Like you just don't know what you're going to get, you know, are you going to have tech issues? Are people going to have a hard time logging in or whatever? You know, do you know, what about people's schedule? Sometimes you do have to do it late at night because that's all they can do it. And all of those variables impact the energy, which impacts the vibe. And, you know, we're talking today at, you know, 345 in the afternoon, it's sunny out, you know, clearly that's probably coming across in the tone of our voice and stuff as we're, you know, excitedly talking versus, you know, at night. And I've done a few at night, you, know, you set the mood, you know, <laughs> you light the candle, you know, maybe you have a Get little some wine or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I feel like you need. You're like, okay. Like for one of the guests before they were, I was like, sure, take a shot of tequila. Let's do this. We got it. You know, it's late. Let's, let's get our brains going. I had some coffee. We're ready. You know, <laughs> somebody heard our holiday episode that we did with the guys from paint the town podcast. And somebody said to me, he said, boy, you know, you guys, you know, you clearly were drinking because the, the energy was, it was our, cause it was our holiday special. Right. So like <laughs> you know, we brought the holiday cheer, we recorded late at night. It was a, such a fun, lively and borderline inappropriate episode, boys behaving badly kind of stuff. And somebody was saying like, but you know, wow, the energy was so different. I'm like, yeah, cause we were drunk. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that's a dangerous thing, right? When you when you're recording, uh, of course, you can always edit out whatever. But yeah, but you know, it does add like a level of authenticity, and it does show like kind of the dimensions of ourselves. You know, like we're caught at home. You know, nothing that exciting is really or wild is happening right now. Like, you know, if somebody's having a drink on the other end of a Zoom call, it's not anywhere as exciting as like all being together. But I did have to reference to some of the ladies that afterwards we do have to get together and actually do this in person with some wine because I'd love to continue a lot of those conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's weird. I dodged a bullet because, you know, right before COVID broke out, I almost signed a lease on a space that I was going to turn into like a recording, still like a live streaming recording studio slash gallery. And I was super stoked about it. The location was great. And for all kinds of reasons I won't bore you with, it ended up, you know, I ended up not signing because I didn't end up not liking the deal. And 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 boy, was that a, a, a bullet dodge, right? Because then COVID broke out. But I do love that idea post-COVID of finding a space that we can call home, you know, create a, a bit of a studio so that, you know, we can video this stuff too and create video content out of, you know, out of what we're doing because it adds a whole nother dimension. 
Yeah, absolutely. I totally think the video is great. Like some of, you know, I felt bad because I didn't tell everybody that we weren't recording the video. So some of the women got like, they were dolled up. They look super hot. And I was like, wow, I feel so honored that you guys got so cute for me. Unfortunately, we're not going to show that. And they're like, oh man, I did my hair and all, you know. I shaved my legs. <laughs> yeah, I was ready. I was ready to go. Look at my outfit. Come on. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I should have told you that. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bit of a crapshoot because, you know, some people just don't want to be, I mean, you really do, they do have to know they're, they're going to be videoed because some people do not like being surprised. Yeah, I love that idea of, of, of continuing these conversations, you know, as we think about how you will co-host and how, you know, things will evolve over the time. I mean, again, thinking about, and I'm just spitballing here, but if you could interview like one rock star woman, Aaron Yoshi special edition, <laughs> you know, special report, whatever. I mean, uh, and you know, obviously as far as I'm concerned, you could do more than one a month if you had the time, but, but yeah, I mean, keeping that rolling because every month is women's month. It's not just about one month out of the year. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I really liked it too, because in thinking of the women, we definitely, I mean, I feel like my circle is very diverse naturally. The women I hang out with, the women that I surround myself by, the women that I seek as leaders and mentors and peers. And so I think that that was also something that I went into it with intention, but I I try and do that generally when I curate. And so I think that that was also really nice is that we got to hear from diverse women and diverse perspectives, because that also just kind of brings about the depths of what women are bringing forth. And so I think that that was really important. And I would like to continue doing stuff like that. Yeah. And it's core to who we are as people anyway. And, and, and I want that to be represented, you know, in everything we do here at Not Real Art and Crew West, you know, one of our grant recipients, which by the way, artists get online, go to notrealart.com, fill out the application for the 2021 grant for the chance to receive $2,000. But one of our grant winners in last year, Paloma Matoya, I asked her how she discovered our grant and our mutual friend and artist, Vile, the one and only, had told her about the grant. And so she went to go check it out. And she told me, she's like, look, she's like, I fully expected to go there and see a bunch of white faces and read a bunch of white names because that's my experience as an artist of color. And when I got there and I was looking at your winners and I was looking at who you guys are and I was seeing diversity and oh, by the way, it, it didn't feel contrived, felt really like genuine to who you guys are. And I said, absolutely. That's who we are. Like, you know, it, it is just core and that's the way it should be. It's just, you know, part of the fabric of, of who we are and what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's also goes to show with a lot of the stuff that you guys do with the events that you throw with the, you know, the artists that you promote or that you bring up and also the people that you interview as well, you know, just going into it with that intention. But I, you know, I always push back on like those excuses of the same sort of like, heteronormative and like patriarchal styles of curation that it's just like all white men, you know, should be given the opportunities. And, and I really love that this was an opportunity to bring diverse voices and women um, to the table. So I'm super excited for this international women's month podcast series. I've told a bunch of women about it. So I'm like, you guys got to listen because these are women that like, you know, a lot of us have looked up to as well as just women that always like every time I meet with them, they blow my mind. They blow my mind in totally new ways. So, you know, I feel like it's always a learning opportunity. And, and I hope that people get that from these. 100%. And not only do our 
friends, men and women, of course, need to listen, but they also need to share and promote and tell their friends about these incredible episodes that are dropping because, you know, we want to spread the love and make sure everybody catches the love and doesn't miss out on the goodness that's dropping in March. And, you know, I know you are a busy, busy person. I want to be respectful of your time here. But before we wrap up, Aaron Yoshi, give us an update with what's happening with the land of we. You've been killing it on that project. You've been so busy. So much is happening. I hope you were pleased with your feature on our blog, by the way. I was very pleased. Thank you very much. I'm very excited about it. You know, in the studio, I've been like an ostrich. My head has been buried underground, just making the art. So Land of We, March, boom. March is a big month. It's going to be insane. So I'm dropping a one-of-a-kind billboard exhibition. I think it's the first of its kind. I really haven't heard of somebody doing this, so I'm just going to say it's the first of its kind. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. Name and claim it. Right. I'm, I'm doing it. So there's going to be 10 billboards across Los Angeles that are all under the theme of Land of We, which basically is a way for me to talk about tackle climate change and talk about biocultural diversity, the importance of bringing new voices to the table, as well as just really showcasing where the state of our world is with the climate catastrophe. So I really try to highlight each one has its own story to it. And I'll just give you some examples that I like to tackle. So one of them was, I was so lucky to be able to uplift a project called To Be Visible. It's an amazing elder, Julia Bogany. She is Tongva Gabrielino, native from LA. And she does an amazing project where she highlights and kind of really keeps a lot of the cultural heritage alive through arts and creative workshops with youth and young people. And so she started a project called tobevisible.org. And it's just a really beautiful way for her to showcase her work as well as the workshops that she does with the youth. But she started it for her granddaughter, she said. So I did a series of interviews with her and she just really schooled me about what LA was like before the city was here. You know, what was it like originally, how the trade went in and out of the city, what the landscape was like, the animal life, cultural stories of her people, and just really that Tongva women and Tongva people are here, but they're just not visible in the mainstream. And so that's what the To Be Visible project was about. And so I am so excited that I got to paint her on this billboard that's gonna go up in LA and downtown. So that's just one example. I also did ones like I, I have this version, I guess, of the California bear. He's super cute. I really like it because the California bear went extinct like in 1924, but it's like, it was an honored bear starting before that. I think it went on the flag in about 1918. So the fact that we'd put it on our flag, but then we didn't care about it enough to protect it and it went extinct because people we're hunting them, it is like it totally flabbergasts me. You know, something that's so honored, but if we aren't willing to protect nature around us, the natural world, it's going to disappear in front of us. And I think that that really goes to show something that Julia really said was that like there's not a word for nature because it's a part of us. Like it's not something separate from ourselves. And it really resonated with me because we are the natural world. You know, we are a part of it. As much as we, like to see ourselves as separate, 
that sort of thinking is what's causing the problems that we're having today. So each different one has its own unique story. And I'm going to drop a map on my website, erinyoshi.com, of where all the locations are and the stories. So you can drive and see each of the pieces. It's a COVID safe exhibition that you could do. It's family friendly. All the artwork is family friendly. And it's just something that I hope people enjoy, whether you go see the one that's in your neighborhood or you go see all of them. Really, the pieces are made as discussion points. And I hope that people enjoy it that are here in L.A. That is amazing. So I just want to be clear. All these 10 billboards are dropping essentially at the same time. So I will be able to in March and I will be able to drive around. We all of us in the sound of our voices here will be able to drive around. And with our families, because it's 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 family friendly material, of course, and and an important, powerful material, a sense of history and a sense of context for the natural world that we live in and our connection to it and so on and so forth. So this map on your website, AaronYoshi.com, will allow us to be able to go around to the various now, I guess, secret locations because we won't be able to know this until March. So this is top secret stuff right now, which is so exciting. And so what, how big are some of these billboards? I mean, billboards are huge. Okay. So they're not the huge, huge billboards. I have to say, because I have the constraints of a budget. So okay. by the way, keep right. Because you are self-funding a lot of this and you have sponsors and you have funders, you know, too, but yes, yes. Budget is a real thing. It's a, it, you know, you've got to stay within your budget here. So you found, by the way, it's more, it, in my view, I think more important to have 10 billboards, 10 modest sized billboards than two big ones. That was really the the choice. Originally, when I went into the project, I thought, okay, I want to do a couple billboards. I guess I had the option of doing maybe two or three big billboards that maybe could be about, like if I did one by a freeway, maybe I'd get one or something like that. They're very expensive. But instead, I kind of settled for this medium size billboard package and I got 10 and you know like I was having this discussion with my husband he's like wow you got 10 you could do like one piece and have it 10 places and I'm like no why would I do that we have to think wait you know I was like you know me I'm going with 10 pieces I can pull them out in a month it was insane I don't even know I I like was up till two or three in the morning painting Um, might have had a really good idea (laughs) yeah I know I was like he's like or you could have done five and I was like no 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 Yeah, Yeah. yeah. I was like, come on, we got to go big here. So yeah, there's 10 billboards. And I painted them with over the last like kind of month, month and a half. But it was a crunch. And I'm very proud of the work. I worked very hard on them. And I hope that like the stories, like I said, in some way, evoke some sort of emotion. If anything, it makes people happy just to see beautiful nature in their like in their neighborhood, you know, and it starts to draw people into thinking about Things like the Green New Deal, especially in a time that we are now, as we see like, you know, climate change is not just about heat. A lot of people used to think that it was, it used to just be like, oh, it's global warming. So these things about like the freeze that's happening in Texas isn't part of climate change, but climate change is just these changes in our environment. And so I think that that's really important that we are facing it now. And if we don't do something to change it, human life on the planet and a lot of the species on the planet are going to have a very, very tough time to be able to live. So I I think that it's something that we all need to get behind. Yes. Including our own species. And like, that's the thing, like people don't make the connection, man. It's like, it's like, we're talking about our own survival here. Like we are connected to this ecosystem. And if we kill the ecosystem, we kill ourselves. Absolutely. You know, one of the pieces is about like the the Arctic melt that's happening right now. So I have some polar bears with Arctic melt. 
it's so profound to me that like, yeah, it's melting up there, which seems very far, but then it's flooding across the world, you know, which is in our neighborhoods. It's across so many island nations that they're facing it right offhand as they see their own islands losing so much square footage, you know, or major flooding and tsunamis. And so we're seeing all these signs. We've seen it around the globe. And, and I really think that it's just time. It's something that all humans on the planet need to get behind all species, you know, something that we need to unite together to be able to create change around. I am so grateful to play a small part in this project to help share this uh, important story with, with as many people as we can, you know, thank you for letting us be involved in the land of we, it's an important project. We're here for you. And, and are just so excited to see these 10 billboards in March. Like this is, this is so exciting. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's a dream come true. Like I, you know, I'm super thrilled that Not Real Art came aboard as a sponsor. I, I mean, it's just huge for me because I went to your conference a few years ago and, you know, I totally loved it. I learned so much there. And so I, I've been wanting to develop more with you. And so it's just such an honor that we've gotten this opportunity to be able to do that. I think that you know, in this like land of we, this project was really a dream project of mine. I, I consider myself an environmental justice activist for many years, and I worked in the field of environmental justice. I also did my thesis around sustainability and renewable energy. For decades, I've been kind of freaking out internally and trying to work around solutions like changing the climate. And so I'm just thrilled to be able to kind of bring this project together. It's really like years in the making. Years in the making, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I know you've been you've been on this for a long time, if if not practically spiritually. You know, something that's been you know near and dear to your heart for a long, long time. And you, my friend, are near and dear to my heart. I am so grateful that you are here, and that you are part of the Not Real Art family. I'm so stoked that these exciting episodes are dropping in March to celebrate the power of women. We're going to keep it rolling. Uh, moving forward, all this good stuff. By the way, you mentioned the conference. I want you to know that this week I got a verbal. So the wonderful, amazing folks at the Helms Bakery District in Culver City, they have given us a verbal on hosting the conference and being our primary sponsor uh, spring of 2022. So we are going to skip the conference in 2021, just for all the obvious reasons. Like let's, you know, well, by the way, it's, it's, in March already, right? Like, like 2021 is like already cruising by. So 2022 will be here in like, you know, 10 minutes. So spring of 2022 will be here soon enough. And so it's nice to know that we have a home for the conference in 2022, Helms Bakery District in Culver City. And so we're going to, we're going to host the conference. It's probably going to be a two day conference. You're going to be not just in the audience. You're going to be on the stage because uh, you're going to be participating in panels and all that good stuff. But Aaron Yoshi, we appreciate you. We're so grateful for you. Congrats on the on all the great hard work. Congrats on these 10 billboards. I can't wait to to see them come to life for you. You be well, my friend. Thank you so much, Scott. Always great to talk to you. And thanks, Not Real Art community. I hope you like the episodes. Woohoo! Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at NotRealArtWorld. If you're an artist, be sure to apply for our 2021 artist grant at NotRealArt.com. Sourdough, out.